Immigration Stories Austria. Today I'm interviewing Damien, who is an Indian engineer entering the EU by studying in France on a student visa and ending up in Austria with a red, white, red card, which is the Austrian working visa. Hope you enjoy listening. Well, hello, Damien. Thanks for being on my podcast. It's nice to have you. Pleasure is mine, Barbara. Well, it's great. Um, so you're here to tell me a little bit about yourself. Maybe tell us where you're from and kind of your stories and your beginnings. That'd be great. So I was born in India a long time ago. And I finished my engineering degree in India. And I wanted to learn about culture and languages And I did done my master's in another European country. And I'd wanted to learn German. And I found Austria as a great place for the field that I work in. And I decided to move into the city of Graz some years ago. Mm -hmm. So you came over to Europe already for studying? Or... Exactly. Okay, so you've never actually worked in India as an engineer? No, not really. My first job was in another European country. Okay, great. So was it easy to switch from India to the other European country? I had applied to the uh, university and they were looking for uh, Indian students. And fortunately, I had, I had a uh, scholarship from them. So that made it convenient. And they took care of all the... The, the school was very supportive in my application Uh, my visa application so this was um, kind of a f huge relief because I had to translate a lot of my documents uh, it was actually in France so I had to trans translate all my documents from my native tongue English to the French mm -hmm. so when you came over to France you already had translated documents you were on a student visa that was supported by the government at that time yeah And then decided to move to Austria because he wanted to learn German, right? Exactly. Okay. So basically, from the student visa, and France is in the EU, right? It was, it, was it a hard time or was it relatively easy to move to Austria from there? I was hired by this Austrian company in Graz, headquartered in Graz, AVL, and they needed the specific skill set. And they had the big company. It was a big company, so they had a specialized immigration office for the company. And they uh, tried to help me and facilitate the whole process. So they took care of most of the documentation work, all in German. And I just had to go and tell them that I was in the country and receive my card when I was here. That sounds like such an easy process. Very good. Like, what documents did you need and what visa in the end did you get from that company? It was a red, white, red card. Mm -hmm. So I was tied to the company for the first year. And they requested a police verification, my birth certificates, my uh, qualification for education. Um, if, I, if I remember correct, my previous stay, my previous residency cards, my passport copies. And... Um, also expertise with I had submitted also my I'd learned French and had some certificates so I had submitted my language certificates so your language certificates had been translated from India to 
like English to French and then from French to German. Is that correct? Uh, I was quite surprised. The translation work was not as much as I had needed to do in France. In France, I had to pay someone to really translate all the documents. Mm -hmm. I don't remember doing that when I moved to Graz. Um, they were okay with my certificates being in English. As far as it was in English, it was fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, considering your workplace took care of a lot of your visa process, did you have to... Did you have to go to the immigration office in Graz then, or was it a different one? I had to go in my initial stages in Graz. And when I had to renew, however, after a couple of years, I had left the company. And for a brief period of time, I was um, taking a break. And at this time was also my visa renewal. And that point was kind of tricky. So instead of giving me a three-year extension, they gave me a one-year extension. And... Uh, I realized the importance of having a contract, a proper job, whenever you're doing a visa process. Mm -hmm. So then A35 really wants a a certainty that you're making income. They look at your income stock statements. They also ask you for your creditworthiness. So financially, you need to show them that you're uh, stable and then you can support your living here. Mm -hmm. So basically, the red, white, red card is valid for a year where you're tied to the company. Exactly. After that, you had to renew it and then you get a renewal for what? Two is years. The okay, two years. So after two years, you have to um, you have to reapply again yeah. for another extension. Three years. Okay. And then the times move up or how does this work? Exactly. So it increases by a factor of two every time. Um And basically the big jump is from having that initial red, white, red card. If you're a specialized uh, skill from being tied to a company to being open to the labor market. Mm -hmm. Essentially, that was the biggest difference. Okay. And do you think the process was very different to the one you had in France? Or did you notice any any? significant differences and how the visa process worked to get a EU visa? It has shifted. It has become better over the years. So, Do you want to share what has gotten better? Yeah, definitely. Um, so comparing, firstly, the different years in Austria. Firstly, everything. You had to be in the office. You had to go to the polizei and get the certificate. Everything was in person and everything was in German. So initially, that was quite challenging to find someone who could read through the whole documents and say you had everything, it was perfect. There was always some level of uncertainty. And also, the um, some of the employees only spoke in German. So this made it very difficult to get in touch and really understand what they meant, how they felt. So often I remember um, also carrying a friend along to make sure that everything was fine. Um, and it also took some time to schedule appointments. So uh, this was challenging. And even the payment was more or less, you had to go to the counter and pay. But now, over the years, they've made it better. And I think now you have a digital payment, you can immediately pay. And that's also tracked to your name and account in your database. Mm -hmm. Did they make any other changes? Is the time gotten short at MA35? Is there more English speakers? Or has anything else improved in your to your knowledge? I feel 
been Austria for some years now and having gotten to know more of the system and more of the government I also found out of about some of the agencies that help expats move in like the Vienna Business Agency and they're fantastic and I think last year they incorporated the Vienna Business Agency into the MA35 and there's a really specific uh, consulting service that any expat moving to Vienna can use the the city of uh, Vienna funds this and not many people are aware about it mm-hmm. but those for those aware this is a really really good service so I'd I really encourage people moving or looking for work to really approach and the, the MA30 the Vienna Business Agency guys are fantastic mm-hmm. they really are also open to uh, different languages and they give you tailored advice of what you need to go they guide you through the process and they prepare you in a better way to present at the MA35 to make sure all your documents are there in time mm-hmm. okay wow that's a good advice do you have any more of these amazing tips I would always more, as at least with the MA35, always more is better than less. So what I also noticed over the years is going with all your documents and giving them everything is better than giving documents what is needed. And they always ask you for more uh, proofs. Mm-hmm. An example would be your police certificate, the case file, creditworthiness certificate. This also can take a long time to get your creditworthiness certificate. And I can share specific stories about that or even your uh, your travel list and all of these other documents that... So the travel list is a list of countries you've been to in the past year. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So maybe also a good, uh, good idea is to really document somewhere where you go, where you come in. So this is not a huge hassle and making a soft copy of all your documents like your e-card and your driving license and all of that keeping a systematic talk documented version giving mm-hmm. all of them to the ma35 is always a better idea that's a good point like the e-card when was your first point of contact with that because it's a european health insurance card did you get that in france or through your employer when you moved to austria i had a uh in France and this was organized by my school mm-hmm. so they completely made it an obligation to have uh, social security, social security. Mm-hmm. and since I was funded by the school the school got the social security for me uh, normally a company would sponsor a student to study in the school and they would also organize the the, the social security, security card uh-huh. okay in Austria, it was organized by my company, mm-hmm. so they registered with the government insurance, and this has always been uh, updated with the companies that I've moved in. Okay, and so you just had to show it whenever they asked you to renew your visa, right? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of documentation. Any more you had to get in the past couple of years? Has it amounted to, I don't know, higher levels of German certificates or any other other things? Yeah, the biggest challenge was when I moved in here, I was not aware of what the legal rules are. And since I just started to learn German, it was kind of difficult to really understand what the rules are, where you kind of find them. And now um, I think there are a lot more digitalized versions available, but still most of them are only in German. Mm 
So I can imagine for someone just moving new, this can be a little bit over the place mm-hmm. to really find the information that they want and what they need to give. And uh, an example, good example is I was not aware of how the social security works here in Austria that everyone needed to have or you needed to take care of your social security when your company was not sponsoring it and a list of other social securities available the public ones and the private ones what are those differences mm-hmm. and the biggest challenge was who do i ask these questions um so having these sort of tailored information somewhere centrally would really help mm-hmm. i think metropole was doing metropole was a magazine for the expats in english and this was fantastic they also had a lot of uh, information for the expats mm-hmm. how does living housing work how does mm-hmm. healthcare work but ideally you would like to see this on the homepage of the immigration offices mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. or have... even an english copy of a book so mm-hmm. i had seen these survival guides from metropole where they talk about taxes housing so some version of that for the whole immigration process would i think make it comfortable for a lot of people mhm okay so that would be a tip for the mo35 if they're listening sure <laughs> do you have any more or general suggestions of how to make the process more comfortable for somebody moving here having exact timelines mm-hmm. now uh, often it seems to be an open timeline and for example a startup hiring somebody from another country or even joining your own company and making plans is kind of difficult when especially you're moving to a new country and there's some uncertainty and i've heard of so many stories of founders not moving here just because of the uncertainty mm-hmm. and maybe reducing the time making it a faster process a month's time uh how long did it take for you often i applied a couple of months in advance normally mm-hmm. my this is also from my company where they recognize that uh the visas have to be renewed and they normally update me two or three months ahead of okay. time so the whole process would take you about three months couple of months okay what's the longest it ever took you i would say couple of months <laughs> that's also not an exact timeline but okay yeah um i think in general it takes about 3 to 6 months sometimes yeah. so yeah. that's pretty long and the higher you go there is more scrutiny the higher you go in for every renewals? renewal okay there's more scrutiny and the process i've heard citizenship time takes quite some period as well mm-hmm. and if there's some transparency of what where your files are and what is happening to those files and what would they need so that you can support the infrastructure better and i think this is quite easily possible with a digital digitalized system mm-hmm. in place where you can keep a track where is your where is it exactly getting stuck in the process and what do they need how can you support them better mm-hmm. to make the process faster also yeah of course you want you want it to be faster as well and to companies as well and in in the end mi35 i think as well yeah. or any immigration service in austria yeah mm-hmm. i really believe this is this this is a, a supply chain problem where files get there are a lot of people applying and we can really understand that sometimes employees at mi35 have to deal with a lot of people 
But these are the time costs companies money, mm-hmm. effort and money, and these are really big opportunity costs. And also in terms of attracting new talents and really good talents to a place uh, like Austria, where we want companies to invest and bigger companies to move in. And the only way we could do that is making this process faster because every single time day wasted is opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. And I believe with a very streamlined digital process, this can be made much faster. Yeah, no benefit for the employee and the, and the company, of course. And then in the end, MA35 would benefit from this as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you, I think that's all the questions for you and um, thank you for being here. Do you kind of want to sum it up what we've been talking about? I've, Or do you I've, have a last tip? Um, yeah, so for all people listening uh, to the podcast, I think it's a lovely job that you're doing, Barbara, to really welcome in people to Austria and I think guys keep following uh, the podcast. Uh, the It's not too scary. So as long as you can uh, organize yourself and prepare all the documents, that's great. And the good news is there are people who are there available also to help you, depending on where, which city you want to move to Graz, either Salzburg, either Graz or Linz or Vienna. You can research some local expat agencies that offer help. And oftentimes they are funded from the government themselves a little bit. Especially in Vienna, it's completely funded by the government. So please do make use of them. They would help you prepare better. And when it comes to applying visas, always plan two or three months with a buffer, at least right now. And more is better than less for the app visa application process. So try and keep a copy of all your documents And uh, give them at one go so there is no back and forth. So that reduces your um, time time period for the application. And for the MA35, digitalization is the way to go. <laughs> thanks for the sum up. And thanks for being here, Damien. It was good hearing your story. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks for listening. If you know someone or even are someone whose story needs to be told, please message me under immigration.stories.austria at gmail.com. You can also find the email address in the show notes. Immigration Stories Austria.